Welcome to Agency Thinking, the podcast guide to starting or rebooting an agency or bringing the agency mindset into your organization. Agency Thinking is brought to you by business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help boost your business, email mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333. Agency Thinking is produced by Word and Mouth. On with the show. So, how are you? I am very well. You ready and rocking for today's episode? We're on episode three right now. Mm -hmm. Can't believe how fast time has flown, but here we are, Superman style, to talk about who. Who, Mark? Who are you serving, Dave? So, in... uh, and pretty much the, the, the pattern for this podcast, I'm going to be describing a workshop that I run with clients, but we will put a link on the resources that we have for this here podcast so that you can see exactly what I'm talking about. There is an approach that I take, and it's an approach that's out there around how to devise your buyer personas. Terms vary. Buyer personas, marketing personas, customer personas. Let's just call them personas. One minute, sir. Just to scroll back to Whoop. the name of the framework. Are we allowed to shame you with its name so that people can find it on Google? Just if by chance, if they want to find out more information about it, they just fancy typing with their fingers to find your framework. Oh, Google Mark Kelly Agency Growth and you will find me. Don't put Mark Kelly. He's an astronaut. <laughs> you'll get the wrong guy he's a lovely man uh, we have conversed on twitter but you want mark kelly agency growth you're out of this world but in a framework oh, kind of way va va please no more right so back to the who so today's uh, episode that we're going to talk about is trying to establish for you dave who it is you are serving so just for a recap for anybody who has been listening and i hope you have to the uh, first couple of episodes Dave is launching a content consultancy or content Ooh. agency, TBC, um, later on this year, 2019. So in the autumn of not his years, but of his year, he is going to be launching <laughs> a consultancy around content. Uh, so we've like talked TBC, already about goals, TBC. We have already talked about goals. We have we, we had a run through on, on what kind of your goals are financially and how you would approach that. And hopefully that sparked some thoughts in the last week or so when we haven't been chatting to each other. We'll come back Plenty. to that another time. Good. Um, but what we're going to do today is talk about who it is that you want to serve. So that's going to be based, as you would do with any kind of persona workshop, that's going to be based on a range of information or data. So if we were going to town on this and we were uh, in a an agency team or a client's marketing team, you might have three, four, five or more people as expert witnesses in the room. And that could be the marketing team themselves, some of the sales guys. You, If you had the time, you'd be talking to existing customers, lapsed customers, rejectors, who are a great source of information, um, and one or two prospects just to evaluate what it is about them that you can make a note of, get into their heads, and then start creating um, help, in effect. We call it content, but essentially you're trying to answer questions for people. So the whole persona, buyer persona approach is one of 
not looking in that kind of wide-eyed, startled, rabbit way, which people do sometimes when they're looking at online marketing or, or creating content to think, we're trying to serve everybody. The idea is, no, you're not. You don't serve the whole world. Let's let's kind of try and boil it down to, spookily, I think you would agree, Dave, between four and six different personas always seem to come out of this kind of exercise. It doesn't matter whether you're a B2C, a business consumer, or B2B business. You spookily tend to have between four and six personas that you have then in your mind. Ultimately, and again, it's very hard. I'll put a link onto the resource and we'll stick that on. You want to have, if you can, a a one-page persona card, a descriptor, which, when it's done properly, is a photo of an actual human being, not a sketchy drawing with a smiley face, because that's not a real person. You don't really relate to, to cartoons. So... Uh, although I can think of some that I really liked when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Roadrunner. I thought of that. That's very Great strange. I was thinking think Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. So uh, we want to have a real photo of a real human being. Uh, we will think of a name. Brackets, we're not doing this today because a workshop can take a whole afternoon. You can take a day and a half, actually, if you get enough people in the room. But we're going to end up notionally with a persona or two for you Dave today where I want to find out from you you are the only expert witness in the room but I want to find out from you who you've worked with before in similar kind of endeavors like you're launching a a, a, a content consultancy you haven't been doing painting and decorating for the last 20 years so I would hope you have because you are a marketeer and and a content specialist you've already got a good idea of who it is that you've worked with before what they're worried about, which is the key thing, you know, what kind of stuff they're trying to sort out on their website or with their own content marketing, where they've had stumbling blocks, where you could help them, things that they scratch their heads around, things that they might have said to you in the past. I'd love to work with you, Dave, but I think the issue for me is this. So there might be some sales issues that they've had. You're too expensive. I think I can do it all in-house. I don't think content marketing is a real thing. It's not going to last forever. It's a flash in the pan. Whatever objections that people have, we're going to cover those off. So... I also want to know a little bit about the demographics of these people. What's their job title? Roughly what their age is. What we're trying to do is get away from the, in the Northwest, completely making up this figure, there might be 25,000 marketing folk, agency or client side, that you, Dave, could engage with. But they're really all very different. We're going to end up with, hopefully, today, one or two, where I'm really trying not to put words in your mouth, but you say, generally speaking, I work with corporate marketing directors and a marketing manager. Or you might say, generally, the stuff I want to work on or the kind of people that I think I know a lot about is uh, startups in the financial services area or the tech industry or whatever it is that you're looking to, to do in terms of engaging with a particular audience. That's where we're trying to get to with our buy persona workshop brackets. We're not doing a full one today. Yes, the cut price version, but very much valuable nonetheless. I've got a couple of questions to ask you about personas because you know that we have both together in various areas of our business encountered the persona before. And for me, when I've worked with clients, a lot of clients see the persona and they exhibit this mentality, which is, well, A, we want to target everyone, so it's going to take us rather a long time to put our persona pack together mm-hmm. because we've got 75 of them. Now, this has cropped up for me in a number of situations, and I've tried to tamper the enthusiasm and say, listen, it's probably better that you narrow it down to a number of personas. How do you handle the prospective client who 
is in that mindset, Mark, Mm -hmm. who is thinking, well, I'm not dead set on a specific kind of person. So therefore, let's cover all our bases and let's develop 12 personas or let's develop in my case, very recently, 24 personas. Mm, how, nice. how, how, do you, how do you get to the point where both yourself and the client are happy that they have reached the right number? Because from the outset, two or three might seem a bridge too far, perhaps. Yeah, well, I think two or three is probably too few. Generally, um, around five or six, as we were saying. So to answer the question, uh, and I've been in that situation where um, you sat with a client team and, and they will, you know, within an hour or two, well, sometimes within minutes, but certainly over the next hour or so, they will start uh, looking through all their sales information, talk to the sales guys, and end up with, yeah, maybe 12 or 20 different personas. So the first thing that I uh, recommend that they do and encourage them is to do that thing almost like matching pairs with cards that you start you lay those rough a rough draft personas out and say well over here and I'm going to make this up you've got uh, one persona is sales director of a an engineering firm but over here you say that you also work with sales folks sales directors sales managers more in a kind of general B2C market. So is there enough of an attribute around the two of them, kind of the things that you've talked about, that we could think, let's start with a notional sales director and then you fold one sales director into the other because there's enough of a commonality. Say 80% of the issues that those sales directors have, uh, the things that they're worried about, their their everyday life in their job, there's enough in there that you think, well, 80% of the commonality there is a good enough guide for us to write the kind of content or make the kind of films or answer the kind of questions that generally speaking that audience will have. So we collapse those two into one persona. Um, And if you can do that, great. But you'll also sometimes, genuinely, you get to the point where you say, well, look, there are probably here still 10 personas, of which one of them is uh, students who want to work with you for the summer. So there'll be a lot of inquiries in, but the question then you ask yourself is the business, in this case as as Dave Thackeray with his content consultancy TBC. mouth, TBC advert, you then uh, you get to the point where you say, look, we can't have 10 because it's, you're never going to write 10 distinct sets of content for everybody. So we'll, 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 we'll acknowledge that one of those personas is the student who wants some work experience or it's the press. There's a persona there around either journalists or people who work in the industry who you will occasionally nod towards. You might actually contact direct and say, we've got some press releases or we've written a blog post. You might be interested. But let's not focus when we create our own content or our sales materials, assets. Let's not focus on that one persona. So you either, to answer your question, do two things. One is to um, fold personas one into the other so that you actually end up with a smaller number. And then if you've still got more than, say, five or six, you then deliberately put to one side the ones that you think we're not really needing to write a lot of content because very analogous to this is if you're say an agency and you say we're going to niche on three different sectors it doesn't mean that you're then saying no to every other sector in the future Mm. but you know for for clarity you say we're going to focus on the outdoors sector and we're going to focus on uh, small retail sector or whatever it is but we're not going to say no. If somebody looks interesting and we qualify them, we'll still be interested in the occasional charity client or whatever. So likewise with personas, we're only going to focus on between four and six, but that's not to say that we're not aware that other people may be interested in our content. But 
ultimately they're not going to be a customer. A, a journalist, yeah, they can spread the word for us, and a student could be tomorrow's you know superstar employee. But we're not going to focus our content content on them. So at the moment, let's not write stuff for them particularly therefore let's not build a whole persona up i'll share in the show notes a link to jared spool's scenario based personas which really is an article worth watching in a reading kind of way Uh, and i think it's useful especially from my point of view because it nicely introduces the idea of journey mapping which is another great exercise to get you on track for success. so And you, sorry, you will be doing that yourself. So this oh. is a slightly um, um, strange situation in that, A, we're not doing an actual workshop. We're talking about the stuff that we would do Feels with clients like in this here podcast. But I'm also um, sat opposite Dave, who does this stuff himself. So that's one of the things. It's like looking in the mirror. Like looking in the mirror. It's 10 years so, from now. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're so cruel. So Face app. Yeah, that's the one. So um, you will um, be in your own services, be wanting to bring out yes. the fact that you understand personas, you understand the journey mapping, you understand emotional states. So uh, uh, you would put that into your own proposition, which we're going to talk about later. But um, so the whole thing around personas is um, slightly strange in that I'm kind of giving Dave a very 101 about why mm. he needs buy personas, but at the same time knowing that he just will be looking at me saying, I think it's fair I to say we're stuff. all loving it, Mark. Well, I know this stuff. You don't need to tell me that. But of course I do, because you are... Cobbler's shoes. You are the cobbler's shoes. Yeah, exactly. In fact, that's a really good point. Lots of agencies, clients that I've worked with over the years... Uh, that's a really good point that they they know um, a lot of the stuff that I go in and talk to them about whether that's processes and workflows so you know you need to make sure that the brief is right you've got to make sure that it flows through the agency you've got to make sure stuff is profitable they usually know that stuff of course they do but the cobbler's shoe says they've either been too busy to attend to it or they uh, have forgotten I mean that's happened sometimes where, where agencies forget about their own systems and processes and just try and get the work out the door correspondingly and that's when they've got the work in if they're trying to get new work genuinely with cobbler's shoes they never get the time to attend to the fact that they should be stopping and thinking hang on a minute which audience are we trying audiences are we trying to serve here so i've worked with some agencies where they don't have personas you know i'll say to them just in a simple term Hmm. take me into the studio where the guys write the copy for your website or uh the guys who are going to put a new marketing campaign together, you know, you're an advertising agency or creative agency. Of course, you're going to be producing some lovely campaigns for clients. What have you done for yourself and who are you talking to? Can you point on the wall to the personas? Give me a feel for who it is. Marketing director, marketing manager, what type of business? And on occasion, you get the kind of scratching of heads to say, and fessing up and saying, well, we haven't had time to think about personas. We know we've got to do it. We talk to clients about it. So if nothing else, the coach role sometimes is to go back to the start and say right let's do it for you um and genuinely sometimes heard the cats heard the cats because sometimes the busy folks who run agencies will say we've got a really rough idea when we started mm. a few years ago of who we were serving actually the market's changing we've moved with different services and so now we think we're serving different kinds of folk or we want to attract different people so yeah let's start again with it there's a famous example isn't there of male chimps personas which is just a photo of one of their customers with lots of words coming out of their head. And it's just a reminder to colleagues of the people that you're dealing with every working day. It's the visual reminder. Um, 
Now, I'm probably going to get this wrong, and it, it doesn't really matter if I've got the right retailer or not, but I, uh, over the years, I've worked occasionally with Asda on things, and Aldi as well. You're certainly name Asda. Oh, clang. But um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure at certain times, uh, whether they still do or not, Asda's marketing team or teams have that thing of, uh, real-life human cutouts, so photos of people exactly in the same way as MailChimp to say, this is one of the customers we're dealing with, and if you're coming in out the marketing department on a daily basis, don't forget who the customer is. And as you were saying, there are some phrases, certain things around who they're about, um, and a reminder of the demographic and what they look like and what they're worried about, or what they're excited about, and where they get their media, what they consume, all that good stuff. It just reminds you. So even if you're just doing it as a one page like piece of a4 a persona card um we'll put a link onto that it's probably within the same link that you've just mentioned done. dave done brilliant that um even if it's just an a4 it doesn't have to be a life-size kind of photo cutout that you put in your offices as an agency or creative business just that a4 does it sometimes but print them out go back to old school and print stuff out and stick it on the wall and whenever you or the team are writing stuff creating a blog post making some video even thinking about running some PPC, whatever it is you're doing, turn sideways and ask the persona. It sounds, it doesn't sound as mad as, as as I've just described it, but I do it myself. I've got my personas that are, you know, agency owners, etc. If I'm writing, I would stuff, love to see them. I will show. Uh, maybe I put a link onto it then. So I will, um, I will l- lift my head up from my my desk and look at the people I'm writing some stuff for, and think, are they going to buy this? Do they? Is this something? Is the account director? Are they going to buy that? Is the agency owner? Is the stuff I'm talking about of no interest to them, or something that they're really worried about at the moment? So yeah, print them out, print your personas out, stick them on the wall. There's a lot here to take in because. Personas are only as useful as what you need from them. And while there's always a formula and a template to follow, and it's a great basic appreciation of the situation, you need to feel like the people in your personas are actual customers to actually really be able to empathize with them and to want to spend time with them. You mentioned about finding time, and we're all guilty of not finding the time to nourish our own businesses. And mm. when we start talking about things like empathy maps, journey maps, personas, these are all things that form the bedrock of our marketing success. And so often we neglect them because there's always a client to chase. There's always a pitch to deliver. There's always something around the corner, an award to go for. There's always something that distracts you. But A lot of people forget that unless you put the time in to these basics, you're never going to be in a position to win the pitch, to get a gong on your wall, to put that racing bike on that lovely exposed brickwork that's just become your new office. So this is really useful to me because starting my business, all I've really been able to think of is who's going to be my first client without taking pause and focusing first on the essentials that actually will make me saleable in the eyes of a prospective client. Because if I haven't got my house in order, there's no point doing business with me because if I've not given any attention to detail for my business, then why should a client invest their money in my skills, which have not been even used to build a business, to create a shop window that is attractive, appealing, that shows that I've got my stuff together, that I'm ready to do business, that I'm ready to partner and help that organization to do great things. So, it's good to have this time. And we, we keep talking about it. it's not like a, a proper 
framework we're going through this in very real time and you'd spend a lot more time doing this regularly with with your clients and i get that but it's really a great reminder that we need to get the fundamentals in place before mm. we can actually go forth build that business do the networking show people that we're ready to cast our light from underneath that bushel and actually be a valued member of the agency community. Yep. So many things to bear in mind. And I think that's why your framework is great because it's a checklist, it's support, it's advice, it's everything wrapped into one and ready to get you off the ground and into that world of doing business, doing business properly, being assured that you've built the business from the ground up in the right way is why I think it's so useful that we're here right now talking about who we should serve, why personas are such a great part of that makeup of the business, and not to forget or neglect that, because that's what's well, going to you, make you successful into the future. You are otherwise, you, you're off um, like a, a, a giddy kipper, or, or yeah, yeah, a giddy kipper. You'd be running 100 miles an hour, I'll thinking I've that. got to, like Roadrunner. Bring it back to Roadrunner. Yeah. You're off like 100 miles an hour just thinking, uh, uh, day one, I'm going to get this business off the ground. I'm going to start talking yeah. to various folk that I know. Hopefully, I'll get a referral. But you do want to have personas in mind because a lot of it for you um, is going to be, well, for everyone nowadays, is going to be about inbound inquiries, making sure that you're writing stuff that nails the right people. It's not too techy in some ways unless one of your personas is somebody of a technical nature who looks after websites and mm. you think, well, I'm going to do some quite technical writing around SEO. Uh, that's great. So if that is a genuine persona for you, uh, brilliant, write that content. But if you're not, to answer your, your, well, not answer your question, but just, just to, to echo what you just said there, Dave, that you um, you would be in danger, as everybody is, of just running off at 100 miles an hour if you don't stop and think, who exactly am I talking to? Who, which, which are my ideal clients? And who I have I one to start the bidding. Ooh, who is it? Well, Sandra is 51 okay. and she's a company secretary acting on behalf of the chief executive of a top 100 membership organization. And I've considered long and hard the right person mm. in a company or a business or an entity like this. Somebody who's got the influence, somebody who's the gatekeeper and somebody who can put a good word in for you because I know increasingly these days it's very difficult mm. to get a very meaningful meeting with somebody at the very highest level in any business yeah. without a yeah. reason of doing so. And being a journalist in my past as well and kind of using a variety of little tricks and tips to get to the people who can decide yay or nay has been one of my strong suit. And so I'm kind of stripping things back to basics and going back to my journalist training and thinking, well, Membership organizations I see are a big opportunity for my business because these are people who recognize the value in building relationships with their customers because that's their bread and butter. Often these people aren't necessarily selling physical products as their number one revenue stream, but they are okay. selling relationships. Yep. They are selling value. S yes. And so, Sandra, mm. I'm thinking just to get things started is my opportunity to 
get into these places to show what I'm capable of, show what TBC slash word of mouth, because you've got Could me be. thinking now, wow. Mark, yeah. word of mouth sounded great, but now TBC, well, TB, content TB content might end up being something far stronger, a proposition. So I, I, okay, I, want, yeah. I want to really flesh out Sandra at this point because I think she's the one with legs. So where, um, so starting with Sandra, just the, I suppose the, the, the first question would be why uh, the secretary in a membership organisation? So you, you've done, you've done some thinking around that could be a a really good prospect, a potential buyer. Oh yeah, as a persona. What's that based on? Is that come from... So you want to base all your personas on a degree of hunch. I know you're starting afresh, but yeah. is that based on you knowing that the decision-making process within membership organisations tends to involve the secretary at some point? So uh, you said about kind of the gatekeeper thing. I mean, they're, they're you know, that's, a, that's a, in itself is a busy position with oh, a absolutely. membership organisation. So just to sort of um, throw the first question at you mm. in terms of, you know, before you go any further with that persona and start thinking about generally what their demographics are, the issues that they've got, et cetera, the day in the life of a secretary in a membership organisation are big. You're talking about kind of big corporate membership. Oh, well, I'm talking about the trade union congress. The big stuff. Yeah. The big stuff. I'm starting at the bottom. So why, where, sorry, have you come from with the, it's, it's the secretary. Is that just, is that experience? Where have you, where, it is what have you done? Desk research, what? It's based on my experience working as a journalist. And if you start a few rungs down the proverbial ladder, and I'm not demeaning Sandra and her role Mm. one iota, but if you start a little bit further down the ladder of seniority Mm. at these organisations and chip away and offer grace, good humour, ways that you can enhance their lives because everybody loves to have their ego massaged and by having these people on your side and showing them some little glimpses of the benefits that you can bring to their organization and you know now and again i don't know perhaps a red letter day voucher on their birthday just to kind of keep that relationship alive little ways of incentivizing people to uh, stay with you on the journey yeah. that you have yeah. with them I- i'm not talking about financial incentives that was slightly in jest but by yeah. being there as not just a professional relationship but a little bit of a friend as well because okay. people like to a have their egos massaged by ringing them up how are you doing oh by the way i just saw something that you did those minutes were absolutely kick-ass that kind of thing by building some sort of a positive relationship with somebody at that level they're the kind of people then who are going to do your bidding for you so and that's based on my experience as a journalist but you so your your bidding is i'd like to get the ear of well, are you trying to get the ear of the chief exec or the marketing director that the secretary works with? Or are you looking for... So are you putting this persona forward, which is what you're doing, yes. to be uh, somebody who will make the decision? So they, they are going to be a purchaser at, at some point. Are they commissioning? What? Do you, well, yeah. I know we're, we're, oh, I you. we're jumping around a bit, but, yeah. but are, yeah. you, are you creating um, content for the secretary? Is it one of your services will be about reviewing and auditing their website? I mean, all these things obviously interlinked, but... What is it as a service that you're trying to 
uh, interest the secretary of a membership organisation sure, in? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's on a case-by-case basis, ultimately, mm. because every organisation is different and every organisation will have different strengths and weaknesses. So it's very difficult to pinpoint one specific thing that, you know maybe go to the Camping and Caravanning Club for an entirely different reason to the National Union of Students because they've all got different websites, they've all got different mandates and values and culture and so on and so on. So I I think with me having a very specific number of prospective clients, Mm -hmm. 100, then I know that I don't need to deviate from outside of that sphere. So I'll spend quite a long time, and we've talked about this in a previous episode, Mark, where I'll actually start putting together some little live streams or some little web packages just to take their websites as examples and say, oh, by the way, have you thought about rewriting that or i see that you've not got an about us page now that to me seems like a major opportunity that's going lacking just to reverse slightly so and so i've got this right one of your personas that you're looking at is the secretary of sandra this is sandra is the secretary of a another big corporation plc membership membership, organization membership organization with a made-up name because it's a persona yeah. she's not going to be the specific secretary at or the Bob. AA or NUS no. or TUC or whatever company and car running club we could go on but as a, as a large membership organization green flag you're generally green flag you're generally looking at a secretary so what you you've described a couple of things there one particular thing one approach which sounds really good actually is valid mm. sounds great is Thank you contacting getting the names of those actual human beings who are the secretaries you can go through trade directories etc gdpr compliant or brackets brackets, linkedin whichever yeah contact people the hunter chrome extension super duper do that and then uh, the you notes. can, in the show notes, Duck Soup's another one. But, you know, oh, you've got to be careful with these duck, things. Duck, go. D-U-X Soup. The anonymized search engine. You've got to be careful with these things. But but um, you are, on the one hand, able to find the names of actual secretaries. But what you're building, the, I'm just playing this back for the listeners. Like Thank you. What you're, um, what you're also looking to do with creating a persona is, well, you can't go on LinkedIn and find the individual because you're busy or you yeah. just can't get the name of the actual secretary of that organization, you're looking to construct a persona for the secretary to say, when I write my own content, so that's why, I'm, that's why I was frowning, because mm. on the one hand, you, you, you launched into, which I thought was really... Uh, nice Don't approach. sugarcoat it, Mark. I'm not sugarcoating it. I think it was a really nice approach to, to jump in and say, I'm going to go and audit, say, five or six websites at a time. Yes. So that's great, but that's a direct... Uh, a direct approach to named secretaries, but it's what you're, a and Ada. but what you it's the A and Ada, but what you're, which show note on that for some folks, yes. sure everybody knows what Ada, Ada is, but let's, let's yeah. put it on there. But you're also um, creating a, a, a um, persona where you're not going to talk to an individual, but you are going to create content that answers the issues in their head. So there could be an issue that they have around. Um, where do I go to get somebody to audit my website? Mm. I've been tasked by my MD of the organization to That's exactly try and it. find something about 
uh, the best way to do this mm. this here content marketing malarkey that I keep hearing of. As a secretary, I'm really into the legals of the membership organization. Mm. I'm about recruiting members. I'm worried about the financials of it. I'm having to report to the rest of the board. But I'm now tasked away from the marketing team or maybe in partnership with them to um, look at content marketing. What on earth is that about? And where do I go and find out some things around what makes a membership organization's marketing different to... Uh, a bricks and mortar retailer. So, yes. so, um, so while I was frowning, Music just, you're doing two things there with the persona. You're well, sorry, you're doing two things. One is to go and talk to individuals, yes, as secretaries. But in talking to them, which is where I'm slowly getting mm. to my point, is that in talking to those guys and doing some early day research, you can fold that back into your persona to say, now I've talked to five real secretaries at membership organisations. I know really what they're worried about. I know the kind of stuff they're trying to find online. I know what their objections are to maybe dealing with a consultant and not an enormous agency because mm. I'm a startup and not a massive agency. I think that's a, a neat thing to, just to, to say out there to the listeners is that Often you don't have sales data. You might not have a sales team, or if you do, you can't get the guys in the room to talk to you. So yeah. sometimes you have to go with that that um, scientific hunch. Really, yes. you've got a hypothesis and a hunch. So you, that's where you're starting, which is great. So it's good that you've you've talked that through. Um, it, can it be scientific yeah. and a hypothesis at the same time? It can be a it can like be an a, oxymoron. It can be a no because hypotheses are are often used in science, aren't they? We we are proposing this, this, and this. Yeah. Let's go and test it. So your okay. testing is your hypothesis is that the secretary is yeah. the person who makes the decision about where they're going to spend money on content because it's not very necessarily. Professional. It sounds super professional. Go you. Oh, but but the hypothesis is then for you to either confirm yes. or to break it down and say, do you know what? I've talked to five or six of these. I built my persona. I put some content together. It's getting some interest and traction on LinkedIn or it's working on my website, but it's not quite there. Now I've talked to five or six people in that role. I've realized I need to fine tune it. And my, mm. hypothesis, my hypothesis is it is the secretary, but I also need to start writing stuff for the marketing manager or whatever. But you, you are... You start from the position of having a good informed insight mm. into the informed, yeah, an informed insight into the it world of like secretaries. Building an app where you come up Ooh. with the idea, yeah, you create you go a test. prototype, mm-hmm. you go out to market and see whether it's got legs. Yeah, you come back minimal viable product, yeah, exactly. all that good stuff. It sounds like this yeah. applies as much to the development of a persona as it does to the development of an app. Well, you are, yeah, I think it does actually. I've never seen it like that. What a good way of putting it, that you are you are looking to refine. You should never, any of us, should never rest on our laurels anyway in terms of marketing. But but also, when you're looking at personas, you should be constantly, uh, or as much as you can in the real world, yeah. going back and refining and just it's a dark checking. Art, just go back and check and think, I've got the, I've got the in your case, your MVP is, uh, I've got three services. I'm launching with it. I've got my website up and running. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm all over it. And we'll talk later on about new business channels that might work for you because you can't look at everything all the time mm. where, you, where you put your effort is important. But your MVP is get my services up and running. This is what I think people are interested in. These are the people I think are going to make the decision about buying stuff off me. And these are the, the, the things that I can kind of excite them and float their boat with. And then just keep testing it and then refine it. So, yeah, it's an MVP. Love it. Should we talk about my second persona just yes. to wrap things up? Let's do that. I think we're moving rapidly through personas. Time. Yeah, it's good. Is it a premium, isn't it? And uh, we've we've done so well together today. I feel like we should capitalise on that momentum and wrap things up shortly afterwards when we've Agreed. been depleted and there's no more coffee left in the cups. Mm. Uh, well, you see... My big 
thing about content is I believe that by connecting and structuring content, you can build better web experiences. And I've always said I find gov.uk to be one of the most joyous experiences on the web. It's Mm. beautiful. It's majestic. It's simple. It's uncluttered. It makes everything easier once they fix the search. But that's not exactly what I'm talking about right now. So there's a lot of regulated organizations that just haven't got their houses heist in order. And so I'm looking at the idea that I need to find or generate a persona that speaks to the marketing, the senior marketing officer. That senior marketing officer needs to be my secondary persona, very much not on the forefront of my mind. And so um, have you, again, I suppose the first question is, have you got that persona based on a uh, a hypothesis that they have a role to play? I mean, Mark, it sounds to me, as you've just described, just hearing that fresh, that the marketing director in any corporate, regulatory, financial services, government, or whatever, the person uh, involved in marketing... Uh, it would be one of your personas, but I don't know that. I'm guessing it would be. So they will be wanting to talk to external consultants to say, come in and universities, for example, come in and support us in a in a mm. in a body of work, a project that we're doing to revamp the website or look at how we uh, build an app or how we put all our content across distributed platforms or whatever it is. So it sounds to me like, uh, yeah, it, that I wouldn't say no brainer, but it sounds like yeah, absolutely, you should be talking to mm. marketing directors, but. Um, I guess what you would do with that would be to um, sound some folks out sooner rather than later. If you've already worked with them, then yes. you don't need to sound them out. That's it. I think I think we've done personas. We Episode could do, three we all about the should, who. The who. I mean, we would in real life now. We as we've just talked there, that would be probably for me covered in about ten slides with clients to say, here's what we're going to get out of this session, and then we would be doing like re- in real life a half a day, build some personas. And you, Dave, you know more about personas than I do, I would suggest, because this is a big part of what you've been doing over the years, that half a day is um, not unreasonable to spend helping people put stuff together and then come back again. You might spend another half day a week later to get the evidence on the table. But I think we've cracked, hopefully for everyone, the overview of the approach to building a persona and why they're useful to you. Lots of resources, tools and tips as well in the show notes, so be sure to spend a little bit of time with us. Thanks again, Mark, for all your time today. I've blown out the mics. It's a good time to finish. All the best. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Agency Thinking, your guide to starting or rebooting an agency or bringing the agency mindset into your organisation. Agency Thinking is the work of business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help your organisation thrive, email Mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333.